says that repurposing is the process by which an object with one use value is transformed or it's redeployed as an object with an alternative use value. What that means is that you take something that once did one thing and you make it into something that now it does something new. Repurposing is huge today. If you don't believe me, you just ask one of these ladies with Pinterest. Because the internet is full of repurposing ideas. It has become the rage. It's a craze. People are making money by taking old throwaway stuff and turning it into useful and actually, to be honest, desirable stuff. It's incredible what people can take, you know, the old saying, one man's junk is another man's treasure. Yes. It's amazing what people with their minds can conceive. That You see one thing, you see scrap, you see trash, and they see a bookshelf or uh, a barbecue grill or something. You know, they, they're going to make something out of it. it. They even have TV shows focused yes, on repurposing items. They, they turn these people loose in a flea market, and they have to buy Items, but they can't just sell them like they are. They have to repurpose them. And I've watched people turn uh, stools in the shelves and shelves in the stools and, and all kind of things. And just from looking on the Internet yesterday, I, I pulled up some pictures and I began to look at all the things that people are repurposing. Uh, they will take old wooden windows with the, the glass uh, in them with the, the different little frames, and they're making, I actually have one of these hanging on the wall of my house. They made a picture frame out of it. Some of our folks in here know what I'm talking about. They made it for us. And then they are taking these six-panel doors with the glass in them, turning them sideways, putting coat hooks on them, 
and making things to hang your clothes on and put pictures in the glass. And, and it used to be a door was headed for the dump, but now it's hanging in somebody's hallway and everybody comes in and goes, that's marvelous. <laughs> now, when I eat me a can of Campbell's soup, Everybody getting tickled right now. I ain't fixing to do it. <laughs> Don't worry. Everybody knows seen that video. And I ain't fixing to do it. But I'm going to open that can. I'm going to dump that soup out. And where's the can going? Yeah, but on the Internet, I saw a whole stack of old soup cans that had been painted in all these kind of colors. And little kids had their pencils and crayons and all kind of things stuck in them. Somebody saved that old soup can. And instead of buying something, they just used it for their purpose. I've seen them take mason jars and make lanterns. They would take old bottles, of wine bottles and things, and, and hang them up and run a wire in them and make lamps out of them and, and take crates and put them on the wall and make shadow boxes. I saw an old scooter, like you see these people riding around town. They took the wheels off of it and, and they uh, welded it to this big rocking frame and now it looks like a rocking horse for a little kid to ride on and you know and uh, took uh, there was a table that had a round top but the top broke so they took the legs put a 10 speed bicycle wheel into the legs and put a glass top on it made a table out of it you know how many bicycle wheels we threw away growing up I've seen now let me ask you what do you do with a pair of old worn out boots throw them away or you give them the goodwill but they're taking them and they're planting flowers in them. And it looks pretty neat, to be honest. Baskets. There was an old dresser drawer that the drawers, the fronts had come off of them and broke down. So it's going to the dump. Oh, no. Take the drawers out and put baskets where the drawers used to be. And now you've got something that's very you know, neat and, and it's very rele relevant for this day. People love baskets stuck in things. So now you've got baskets in a dresser. How, how many ladies have taken a pair of men's blue jeans and now you got a blue jean skirt yes. repurposed that and now I've seen them take uh, my wife just showed me the other day they're taking neckties and making them into scarves and so uh, uh, now and, and now the most famous repurposing product of them all the palette somebody <laughs> already knew what I was about to say the palette I've seen them make tables walls shelves decks storage buildings signs, interior decor, American flags. It's endless what people are doing with pallets. When I was growing up, the only use for an old pallet was, hey, can I have that for a bonfire? They're treated rough. They're thrown around. They're always carrying a load. They're broken, beat up, and they're subject to whoever's pulling the jack. Sound like anybody's life? Treated rough, thrown around, always carrying a load, broken, beat up, and subject to whoever's pulling the jack. But now they sell for top dollar. Everybody wants them because they see the potential, they see the value that is there more than just a freight holder. And this is how God views us. He knows how we've been used. He knows what purpose we have held in the past. He's watched this world use people up and then discard them. He sees the toll it's taken of carrying all the weight of this world and what it's done to you. He sees you powerless 
to be anything different without an intervention by him. And instead of leaving us in storage, instead of throwing us in the trash pile, he sees the potential of what we can be. The vessel that we can be. The worker that we can be. The preacher that we can be. The teacher that we can be. The missionary that we can be. The choir member that we can be. The sign team member that we can be. The musician that we can be. The witness that we can be. What used to carry weight and sin and discouragement can now carry the gospel of Jesus Christ. God repurposes people. Oh yeah. God takes people who once carried this and did this and did that and changes them into something all new together. His first words to a few men on the seashore showed his intent of repurposing their lives. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. I know what you're doing now and I know what's in your life now but I've got a plan to change all of that. I'm going to make you something valuable for the kingdom of God. Even way back in Genesis, God showed that he was a repurposer when he spoke to Abraham in the land of his fathers and said, you got to get up and get your family out of here. Get away from this land of idols and false gods and go to the land that I'll tell you about and I will make of you a great nation. Somebody I'll lift your hands right now and thank God that he's a repurposer. Because God has seen you where you've been. And, and he said, if you'll just get up and get out uh, and go to the place that I'm telling you about, I'll make something useful. Uh, I'll make something great. Uh, I don't care what you used to carry. I don't care what you used to hold. Uh, I'm here to refinish you. Uh, I'm here to strip away the old uh, and make something valuable. I see the potential of a repurposed life. He continued into the book of Acts when he took a man by the name of Saul of Tarsus and Saul was very zealous toward his God and toward the ways of his fathers and, and he was persecuting the church that called on the name of Jesus. He was having them locked up. He was causing them to recant the name of Jesus. He stood by while they stoned Stephen and why didn't God just get rid of him? Why didn't God just throw him away? Because he said I know what he can do if I can just repurpose him. And so God strikes him down on the road to Damascus and he says I am Jesus who you've been persecuting and he strikes him blind he said you're going to need to be get baptized and I'm going to fill you with the Holy Ghost and you're going to preach the gospel to all these nations, all these countries and all these people and he changes his name to Paul and he begins to travel and he wrote most of the New Testament and, and we preach probably more from his words than any words in the scripture Because God saw the benefit of a repurposed item. There's no need to get somebody else. He can do it. I just got to fix him. I just got to repurpose him. Hey, we've been repurposing things all our lives. How many of you in your garage got a a Folger coffee can with some nuts and bolts in it? Why didn't you just throw that old can away? Why? It'll hold things. I'm not going to go buy something to hold it when I can... Just put it in here. I just wash the coffee grounds. Sometimes you ain't got to wash nuts and bolts don't care. Why you got to get the old coffee grounds out? Just drop them in there. 
It works. We've been doing it forever. Uh, I remember when when we was in school, why go buy one of them school boxes? You just find your uncle that smoked cigars and get one of his cigar boxes, and you would repurpose it and put your crayons and your pencils and all that stuff in it. And you, you, you know, you was carrying Swisher Sweet, and everybody else was carrying the Magic School Bus. But it was, you know, but it still held crayons just as good as anybody else's. It didn't cost me a dime. Repurposed. See the value in things. I, I do it today. I've got empty uh, Ovaltine containers just sitting around because I'm thinking I'm going to put something in these one day. I had not put nothing in them yet, but why throw that away? That's going to hold something. It will. So I understand now a lot clearer why Jesus said in Luke 19 and 10, the Son of Man has come to seek. Yes. He's looking got his twofold purpose. He came to seek. I'm coming to find what everybody else is throwing away. I'm coming to find them that are getting cast out. There was a blind man that Jesus healed and boy, the, the Jews was upset over it. And it said they cast him out. That's what it says. That's the words that Jesus says. And they cast him out. And it said when Jesus knew he had been put out, when he had been thrown away, Jesus went and found him. And he, he said, do you believe on the son of man, he said, I wish I knew who he was so I could worship him. So I could believe he said, it's me. I'm the one that healed you. I'm the one that done it. And so Jesus is seeking for those that have been thrown away. He's seeking for those that a little rough around the edges, got a little crack, split, broken pieces, things just not working right anymore. The hinge is a little bent. You know, something's a little wrong with it. And you think, oh, well, I just, it's just, see, to us, it's just cheaper to buy a new one. But God said, I've already invested because I died not for those that were whole but I died for those that were lost I shed my blood for those that are broke I come to seek and to save I come to change somebody I come to repurpose a life I come to, to take somebody that was addicted and turn them into something new I come to take somebody that was, that was lying and thieving and murdering and making something out of them I, I come to change people's lives because I see the value of the repurposed soul I've watched God. I've watched this happen here in our church, in our congregation. I watched God take a young man that had a drug addiction. At this point, one point in his life, he had lost everything. His family would not let him stay with them. His family had cut him off. His friends had cut him off. He was homeless. People had lost hope in him. They were alone. But God took him, that damaged vessel, put his spirit in him, yes. baptized him in his name, washed him in his blood, yes. and he made him a friend, a husband, a father, yes. and a worker for the kingdom. Yes. Right. Y'all, why didn't God just let him die? Why didn't God just push him out? Why didn't God just get somebody else? Because right. he saw the value of the repurposed person. Amen. I've already invested. They've got some, yeah, they got some mileage on them, but that's going to work. For their benefit. They, they've got a testimony. Repurposed people have got testimonies. And the Bible says we're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. The repurposed soul's got a testimony. That God can change somebody. That God can do something greater. And that's why he said in the book of Ezekiel 36 and, and 24, he said, For I will take you from among the heathen. And I will gather you out of all countries and bring you into your own land. I've got some, somewhere to put you. But, the, but, you, but 
you're broken. You need fixing. He says, so then will I sprinkle clean water upon you and you shall be clean. From all your filthiness, from all your idols will I cleanse you. Then a new heart also will I give you. A new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And you shall keep my judgments and do them. And ye shall dwell in the land that I give to your fathers. And ye shall be my people. And I will be your God. He said, I'm coming to repurpose you. I'm going to get rid of the bad stuff in your life. No, I'm not going to throw you away. I'm going to clean you up. Now, I'm going to take them broken hard parts out of there and I'm going to pull them out and I'm going to put that, that soft, fleshy heart in there so you can feel again and you can, can do my work. I know the purpose or the value of a repurposed vessel. In the Gospels of Jesus Christ, every act of forgiveness and every healing was an act of repurposing. Twice it's recorded that Jesus told people he had uh, healed or forgiven. He said, go and sin no more. Go and be better now. He caught a woman. They, they brought her, and she was caught in the act of adultery, and, and they wanted to stone her. And they said, the law says to stone her, but what do you say? He said, I say that you without sin cast the first stone. And they all walked away, and he looks around and says, where are your accusers? There's nobody here to condemn me. He said, I don't condemn you either. Now go and sin no more. I'm giving you another chance. I've repurposed your life. Don't go back to what you were. Don't go back to the broken life. Don't go back to the things that got you here. But now go walk better. Live better. Be better. I've given you a chance. My grace and mercy has repurposed. And it saved you. Be better now. He came to people and he would say, rise up and walk. Take up your bed and walk. Will you be made whole? He was trying. He, he said, I'm repairing the damage. You know, he, he went by and he, the people that were beggars. And he said, you don't have to beg anymore. People that, have, that were lame. He said, you don't have to be lame anymore. I've repurposed your life. You couldn't go into the temple before because of your lameness. But now that your legs are whole, you can leap and praise God just like anybody else. I've repurposed your life. And let me tell you, this world will take its toll on you. And it will take its toll on me. And it will cause us to be lame. And it will cause us not to be able to enter into places we'd love to enter into. But Jesus is here today to tell you, I'm here to repurpose. You know, hey, it's, you, know, you see those TV shows that go into these barns and it's full of all kind of stuff. Jesus shows up where there's two or more gathered in his name. And he starts looking for items I can repurpose. People say, oh, ain't nothing in that barn. It's just a bunch of old junk, some old cans, old this. Yeah, I know. Next thing you know, they're selling it for $500 and $600, $1,000 because all it took was a little, little elbow grease, a little work, a little investment, a little time. And now instead of throwing it away and it just being another piece of junk, it's something glorious. And instead of being thrown away and just being another piece of junk, hey, anybody can just give up. Anybody can just quit. Anybody can just fall by the wayside. But if you let God work in your life, he can repurpose you. You may feel like I've made too many mistakes. I've gotten too far away. I've done too much wrong. But let me tell you something today. That if God gets a hold of you, he said, I can make all things new. It ain't so broke that I can't fix it. It ain't so damaged that I can't work with it. You might not see how it can work and do anything, but I can make it somebody. If you had known me, Prior to January the 13th, 1993, you might try to figure out how could this guy ever preach the gospel. 
how would I, I would, you would have never let that guy lay his hands on your head and pray for you. You'd have never called him and said, give me some advice. You'd have run the other way when you saw him coming. You'd have avoided him at all costs because he was either going to hit you or get you high on something. That's the kind of person he was. But when you fall down at the altar of restoration and repurposing, and you say, I'm tired of living this kind of life, and I'm tired of all the mess and the brokenness and all the filth and garbage that's in my life, and here I am, just do with it what you can. He said, oh, you're going to be surprised at what I can do. You're going to be surprised at the things I can take away. And woo, there won't even be a hint of it around anymore. I can work with that. I can fix it. And God will fix things and put things back together. Jesus was always repurposing the damaged, the outcast, the broken, and the beggars so that they could be a witness unto him. Instead of throwing people away or leaving it, if it's broken, he's repurposing it. It takes some doing. It don't happen Overnight. There'll be an obvious change though. When I was looking at them Campbell soup cans, I couldn't tell it was Campbell soup. I don't matter of fact, I don't know what kind of it might have been pork and beans, it might have been salmon, I don't know what it was. Couldn't tell. It was so changed that I couldn't tell what it used to be. It had been finished to a point that it was uh, unrecognizable as what it was when it sat on the shelf in the store. When it was originally packaged. You know, when we was originally packaged and we come into this earth, we were all born into sin. That's life. But Jesus said, I'm planning on catching up with you sometime in that short span of life so I can repurpose you. I came to seek and save those that are lost. And it takes a little bit of doing. You're not the same anymore once you're repurposed. You don't do the... You know, that bicycle wheel table, ain't nobody riding it down the street or around the neighborhood. It won't ever be ridden on again. It's a table now. When you're repurposed, you don't do the things you used to do. You don't go the places you used to go. You don't involve yourself in the actions that got you broken in the first place. You're not the same anymore. Revelations, he said, I'll make all things new. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things are made new. You know, a lot of people love to buy Tupperware. We don't. But I bet you I've got a dozen or so deli sliced turkey containers (laughs) that do just as good a job. Now, if you sell Tupperware, I'm sorry I ain't trying to take your business from you. But I'm not going to go buy a plastic storage container to hold my leftover mac and cheese when I can simply wash out the old turkey juice, peel off the label, get all the sticky stuff and residue off of it. And now it, you can heat it up. You can freeze it. And it I, why buy something? I've already bought this. Why buy another one? Why not just clean it up? Why not just repurpose it? Hey, come on. You know, Jesus, you'd probably do better to get somebody else. Why? I've already bought you. I've already washed you. Why, why throw you away? Oh, yeah, I know you held something else, but I got another job for you. 
And just let me get to work on you. I'll get rid of the labels that have been placed on you. I'll get rid of the residue. That's been, I'll wash you up where it won't even be recognizable. Nobody will even know what you used to hold. Woo! I'm glad that Jesus can repurpose somebody in this house today. Don't be volunteering yourself for the garbage. Jesus can repurpose you. Don't be walking away and giving up. Jesus can repurpose you. I don't care what you have. Come on, lift your hands and just love Him for a minute. Somebody's getting a revelation right now. You was ready to give up. You was ready to walk off. You was ready to say, I ain't good for nothing else. But the Lord's repurposing that heart today. Hey! Oh, come on! Praise God in this house. Glory to your name. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let me tell you, once you've been washed, once you've been clean, once you've been made new, hallelujah, you can hold this precious gospel and it won't taint it at all. You know, like I said, I put leftovers in them little turkey trays roast beef or whatever it had in it. But you know, when I eat that leftover, I don't taste turkey. I'd be good if I did. You, there's no hint. It don't smell like old turkey. There ain't no turkey film or residue in it. It's clean. And it don't affect the taste of anything else I eat out of it. I can eat cereal out of it. I can eat soup out of it. I, well, I want to with it. I'm not, not worried about because... I can't imagine Captain Crunch and Turkey going together. Isn't it good that it's clean? And it don't matter what your vessel held before, the blood of Jesus washes from all sin. And it don't just clean up the outside. I don't just wash the outside of that container, pull the label off. It still have that old stinky, moldy turkey in it. It washes the inside. And the blood of Jesus will clean your outsides and it'll clean you on the inside and it'll make you a fit vessel for the Word of God. It'll make you fit for the ministry. It'll make you fit. You'll be a light shining. You think this vessel right here, I've seen a lot of things. Put, people put candles in a lot of things now. Baby food jars, mason jars, you know, all kind of things. Shine a light. Make a lamp. It's, it's hip. It's cool. It's chic. It's, what do you call that? Some kind of chic, not fleek. I don't know about that. That's, that word's too new for me. That, that TV show, Simply Chic or something chic. Or, that's it. Yeah, shabby chic, you know. Wrap a little piece of felt around it or something and tie a bow on it. Man, you got, got your $50 lantern. You don't believe me, go to somewhere like uh, Pier 1. You'll be paying top dollar for stuff you can make out of your garage. And you might not think this right here, whoo, it used to hold drugs and alcohol. It used to hold hate and anger and lying and, and depression, fear and doubt. And it just ain't really fit. It, it, it's just, this, this needs to be thrown away. And God says, just hold on. 
Just hold on. What if we took all that away? That's the key. Can you believe that he can take it all away? You gotta, that's why he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. I believe in the washing process of God. Your baptism in water is the applying of the blood. That's, that's the washing part of it. You got to do more than just say, I believe. You got to go to the water so the blood can be applied. And so you're saying, I believe in the washing process of Jesus. That when I say he can do it, I'm going to go down in that water. And when I come out, all those things that were on me earlier are gone. Sin is gone. Lying is gone. All these things, it's out of here. And now it's the perfect fit for his spirit. It's the perfect fit for his word. It's the perfect fit to do now what he wants me to do. Just like a can that used to hold coffee now holds your screwdrivers in the garage. It's the perfect fit. It works just right. Oh, this is great. I don't need a I don't need to go buy an old Stanley toolbox. I got two or three Folger cans laying around. I'm good. You know, you might like your toolbox, but you look funny carrying your coffee can to work, but it, it fits good in your garage. That's what God'll do. Yes. He'll repurpose you. He's not in the throwing away business. He's not in the kicking you to the curb, sitting you out by the road for the trash man to get business. He said, I'm here to do something different in your life. I'm here to make something great out of you. And when you start thinking about what he's done, about him paying the price, about not throwing anybody away, that's why his mercy and grace is so amazing. Because, let me, let me share this as we get ready to start coming in for a landing. Repurposing is not just about who you were. It's who you were not. Right. See, we, we only look at, we, we divide it up into the saint or sinner. You know, Jesus, you know, he, he comes for the sinners. And he's got some saints, there's saints and sinners. But back in the day, it was Jews and Gentiles. And guess what we were? Is anybody Jewish in here? If you are, God bless you. But I'm not. Wasn't. Never have been. God had a people. Theoretically, we were throwaway people. God said, the Jews are my chosen people. Not the Gentiles. But that's why Paul wrote in Romans 9 and 25, he said, as the Lord said also, in O.C. or Hosea, I will call them my people which were not my people, which uh, and her beloved which was not beloved. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, you are not my people, there shall they be called the children of the living God. He said, I'm not just talking about forgiving sin. He said, God repurposed a whole race of people, Gentile people. Man, what color? Black, red, yellow, orange, white. I didn't care what color it was. He said, there's a people that are not my people. I'm going to make them my people. It's been said, they're not my people. That's right, they're not, but they're going to be my people. And so that's why Peter followed up in his writings. You can stand with me this morning. In 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10, he said, But ye are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood, 
a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him yes. who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people. But I didn't throw you away. But I didn't hide my grace from you. He said, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. He repurposed us to be the people of God. Jew and Gentile, it don't matter anymore. He said, circumcision, uncircumcision, that don't mean nothing. But he said, but a new creature. He said, circumcision doesn't avail you anything. Uncircumcision doesn't avail you or profit you anything. He said, but a new creature does. It doesn't matter how you were born in this world now, Jew or Gentile. What matters most of all is, have you let me repurpose your life? Glory to his name. Glory to his name. You see, God came to change us. He saw what we were, what we used to carry, and he saw what we were not. And he looked past all of that, and he saw the value of what you could be. Repurpose me for your... 